For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Thunder fans, it is Jerry with another episode of Head in the Clouds, and this is a special edition. Um, I'm going all political on you suckers. Uh, <laughs> got somebody here from the local OKC area, Representative Forrest Bennett. That's with two N's and two T's, if any of you guys are trying to make sure of the spelling. Um, Forrest, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up. We appreciate it. How the heck are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. I really appreciate the invitation. Um, this is a, you know, as a, as a Democrat in Oklahoma, I don't often get invited to, to do things like this, so I'm very excited about it. <laughs> well, we're, we're nonpartisan over here on the Topic Thunder Cruise, so that's the way that we roll. Um, we're actually shooting this. If you guys are hearing a lot of background noise, we're actually in the iconic Nick's uh, downtown bar, or downstairs bar that is off Robinson here in Midtown. Um, and Forrest actually, this is his district, you know what I mean? So we're in his stomping grounds right now. If none of you guys have ever been here before, this is probably one of the coolest little kept secrets of Oklahoma City, um, especially if you're down in this area. It is just stinking neat. Um, I blame this place for the conception of my daughter because uh, me and my wife drank a lot of champagne one night about that same time we conceived. So um, here we are. Forrest, let's just dive in. Tell me about yourself, man. Tell me. Before I do, I just want to point out you're drinking champagne again tonight. So that's. I'm that's a one trick pony. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a one trick pony. Uh, so I'm I'm great. You want to know about about me or? Yeah, let me let's hear a little bit of your history. You know, where you're from, what you do, where'd you go to college, all that good stuff. So I was born in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, which is in northeast Oklahoma, okay. uh, north of Tulsa. <clears throat> And uh, so I was 918 loyal for a long time. Uh, had two brothers, a younger one and an older one. I went to Norman for undergrad. Um, and I actually moved to Oklahoma City before I graduated. I had a great time in Norman, probably too good of a time in Norman. Um, but uh, I knew Oklahoma City was where I wanted to be. And uh, I was a political science major. And it was 2012. And anybody who was graduating college around that time knows that. 
uh, everything was falling apart at that time. The economy was not great. Um, people were not getting hired. That great promise that we were told by our parents that if you go to college and you work hard, a job will be waiting for you. <laughs> um, but, but amazingly, as a political science major, which really isn't a marketable major overall, like you got to go and do something else. A lot of people went on to law school or whatever it was. Yep. Uh, I actually did get a job working for a political consulting firm, so I spent um, all of 2012 um, helping other candidates run for office in Oklahoma. So that was my big entree into into that world, and um, and I and I left that that role after a while. Went back to school to graduate school to get my master's in public administration. Um, and worked for an education nonprofit where I was a community organizer. Okay. And we we were working with, with low-income neighborhoods, ab- helping parents and teachers learn how to advocate at the school board level, and then at the city level, and then at the state level. And that was a really eye-opening experience for me because I worked on the south side a lot, and I worked on the northeast side a lot. And these were really, really forgotten communities. Yeah. Um, and uh, I realized that the barriers to a kid getting a good education were so much more than just lack of funding um, and, and all of that, and teacher shortages and things. Not, that, not, to, not to minimize those things, but um, I, I also realized, looking back, that every every person that I worked for, from candidate to to a nonprofit to everything, I, I never agreed a hundred percent with what they, with their policy, you know, yeah, vantage points were and all that. And I realized, and this is such a millennial thing to do, <laughs> I realized that uh, that uh, the best way for me to be able to work in this space was to just run for office myself, so that. I was in charge of all of my my beliefs and my yeah. needs, uh, and that's proven to be very true, for better or worse. Yeah, and um, and it's been great. But I got a lot. I started running for office in, in uh, 2015 for the 2016 election, and knocked doors for a year and a half, um, and became uh, the uh, representative elect November of 2016. It was an interesting night. It was I got elected that night, and uh, the president got elected that night. So I like to tell people that we've been elected officials for the same amount of time, <laughs> and that we both probably overuse Twitter. That's, so that's what we have in common. Um, so, so that's and and since then I've been in the legislature, uh, and I've loved it. My district is Midtown, Downtown, and Southside Oklahoma City. That includes the Thunder Arena. Uh, when I've run into Thunder players and, and front office folks, I've told them, "Hey, you know, I really hope that you feel at home at the arena. And if you do feel at home in the arena, then I'm your state representative." <laughs> and uh, and they laugh and usually don't take me very seriously. But uh, it is it is a really fun and novel thing to be able to say I represent represent the Thunder. Oh, that, that's got to be awesome, and it, and it definitely sounds like your your demographic across the board. You know, I'm just familiar with the. Area. Areas very very different. You know what I mean. Going from the midtown to the downtown to the south side, right? Yeah. We all have that moniker. Uh, if you've lived here long enough, the south side. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and um, I, I think that a lot of the work that you were talking about doing before really helped you probably get yourself into the position that you're in by being able to see different walks of life and understand. Hey, everybody has a different challenge going on. And yeah, you know, I think that like we. Um, we all live in, in our neighborhoods and, and work where we do and think that we understand, yeah. you know, our neighbors and all that. Um, but nothing nothing really helps you understand your community better than knocking, you know, just going door to door and talking to people and asking, you know what I would do? It's just kind of a, kind of a cheating way to do it. <laughs> 
I would knock, I would knock on the door and I'd, they'd answer and I'd say, my name's Forrest Bennett. I'm going to be your next state representative. Um, are there any issues that matter specifically to you? Mm-hmm. And that way, I opened it up to them. I didn't start with any kind of policy that they would disagree with. Yeah. Uh, and I could always find common ground with them, which I think is really important. But you also just learn, you know, everybody has, you know, complaints about what happens at the federal level and at the state level, but... You know, there's, there's a community in my neighborhood that's just north of the dump, and they hate the dump, and they hate that the trucks are tearing up their streets. Um, and then, you know, in Midtown, there's the there's the road closures and all. So everybody's got their own problems. Everybody's got their own problems. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, I live on the south side, and I tell people, I like to ride my bike, and I ride my bike from, from Southwest Walker and 54th, and I'll get over onto Robinson. And, and I tell people to, to either ride your bike or drive your car uh, from, from the south side all the way up to Midtown on Robinson um, because you get to see the whole cross-section of my district, um, which I really do think is a microcosm of the state. You've got you know, lower-income, working-class neighborhoods on the south side. You have like a little starving strip of, of, of um, businesses on, on Capitol Hill at 20 Southwest 25th Street yeah. featuring a Mexican restaurant called El Patrona, uh, which... I don't ruin it for everybody, but it's very good. Um, and uh, and a great greasy spoon called Grow on the Hill. Also, it's El Potosino, not Patrono. Okay. But Patrono is also in my district. It's on Walker. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, he knows his restaurants in his district is what I'm hearing. It's my favorite thing to do. It's really easy to frequent uh, businesses in my district because it's all great food. Anyway, you know, it's, it's a really great cross-section. And... Um, just because I'm an expert at, at, uh, at bringing things back to the to the issue at hand, because I have to be as a politician, I will say that the cross section of my district, um, you sort of see that the same the same um, way when you're watching people walk to the the arena before a Thunder game. Yep. Um, and every every economic class is represented in that place. You yeah. know, I'm I'm a loud city guy. Uh, Amen, brother. I'm there with you. <laughs> and it's great because you don't have to move your head very much to watch the whole game. Nope. Um, uh, and and I've had the opportunity to, to, to sit where the, you know, in, in the suites and things like that, so it's really good, but um, it has really, it really does bring people together. And, and when I was rock, when I was, when I was campaigning for the first time during the season, you know, um, you know, we, we could, the conversation might get stale about something else, but, but they might be like, well, i got to watch the game tonight, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, KD, we, we, we talk about so we're probably aren't allowed to talk about KD. Yeah, his name is banished from this podcast. That's he right. is number thirty-five. Okay. Uh, that's what he's referred to as, or Snake. Okay. Uh, you choose. That's uh, right. <laughs> I, love I love it. Okay. Um, no, so I, I think that you segued me a, a really good way here. So you mentioned, you know, the thunder being something that is sort of a melting pot of everybody here. You know, as as a politician and someone that has the arena in their district. What does that really mean to you? And, and maybe on a state level, you know what I mean? What are some conversations that you guys have about the Thunder, you know, on Capitol Hill talking about these things? You know, anybody who's been around um, Oklahoma City or Oklahoma in the last 25 years uh, knows that for a long time, uh, I guess, you know, we, we were just a sleepy little town. Uh, and then the Murrah bombing happened. And then we were the town where the the worst uh, domestic terrorist incident happened. 
uh, in, in the country's history. And obviously, we uh, no longer hold that moniker, unfortunately. But yeah, um, but people still, you know, talk. They talk about that, and it's a huge. It was a big learning experience for everyone, and it really brought the country together. Um, and uh, and and then when the thunder came. Anybody who's been around has heard this story from somebody, but um, some, I think it was the mayor, like two mayors ago, mm-hmm. got off a plane in another country, and the guy looked at his uh, passport and said, Oklahoma City, thunder. And that was the first time that he had had uh, someone react to learning that he lived in Oklahoma City in that way instead of saying Murrah Yeah. which is amazing to me. But it has really given us another identity, and, you know... <clears throat> I, I represent some downtrodden areas, and uh, I don't want to. I think that the I think that the team is is doing great for where they're at, but we are in a in a moment where we're rebuilding and we're trying to figure out what our identity is as teammates. Repositioning and replenishing, as Sam Presti would say, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know he's gonna do the. Scared money don't make that here in the next two years. So, yep. Um, but anyway, we 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 know that we know that, that while uh, teams may um, look different from year to year, the the team itself. I mean, the players may come and go, and they do. Um, and I really do think that actually this is a really important time for our franchise because we're realizing that we need to be a fan of the team and not of specific players. Yep. Um, though my wife would leave me for Steve Adams any time. Yep. Um, Mine for Russ, so yeah, no worries. So I understand that she probably <laughs> would run too, even though. Anyway, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really beautiful thing to have a city with really diverse voices come together either yelling about the thunder or cheering them on and I think you know last night was last night was great actually last night when you think about it first game low expectations yeah and we and I think that we met or exceeded them I said surpassed last night on the game recap yeah. I said we surpassed my expectations I'd, I'd say so and I think I think Oklahoma City does that yeah you know and I think that I think the heart of Oklahoma City is in my district I've got you know I've got the park I've got downtown but I've got the south side where these hard working people are yeah and I think you know, I, I think that's our thing. Like, I joke, I joke that we keep in Oklahoma, we keep expectations really low so that we can exceed them. But in, but in Oklahoma City, that's the case. People come here and they don't, they have, they're amazed that we're yeah. not just a, you know, a, a, a dusty little town. Yeah. No, I totally agree there. Um, it it brings me so much pride just as. Uh, a citizen of the state and even further you know I I live in Yukon so I'm not in Oklahoma City proper but knowing that within 15 minutes I'm in my Mecca you know what I mean I'm in heaven in that moment you know being down there at the peak and just like you said it it was a great thing you know I went to a preseason game last week and I was talking to some people um, and it was a Hispanic group that were there and tickets were just cheap you know what I mean? They got them for cheap. And the guy was like... see a lot of that. Yeah. It, but, but he said, he said, hey, normally I wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. But right now, this is something that me and my family can enjoy. And I, I found beauty in that, you know, because I'm so used to the ticket snobs. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you cheer too loud in a certain section and they're all staring at you like you're crazy. You know, it, it's happening there. And um, I think the way that, you know, you've really described this and sort of where I'm going with it is... It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you're from. It doesn't matter what seat you're in. If you're there for the thunder, 
that's what matters. That's, right. that's, that's what right. matters at the end of the day. Um, so I mean, we talked about the you know the political side of it, sort of what it means to you guys, especially you as you know the representative of this district. What the hell does the Thunder mean to you as a fan, man? Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's. I've, I've, I've sprained my ankle celebrating a playoff win prematurely, uh, <laughs> and the and the bruise lasted longer than the team lasted in the playoffs. Oh man! Uh, and I've I remember I cheer them. I mean I. They have. I've been watching them during, and they've made me feel great highs, and they've made me feel you know, terrific lows. Yeah. Um, but. But it is it is it is amazing to get to um, become passionate about something. I mean, in Oklahoma, I think, and I know we have listeners from all over the place. Yeah, and there are other states like this. But I think in Oklahoma, um, you rarely get to feel personally attached to something that you're a huge fan of. You know, and I'm. I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I like the Chiefs. I like the obviously I'm a lifelong Browns fan now, um, and I, I'm I'm fans of a lot of teams that I, that I feel a great distance to. Liverpool soccer. I mean, like I'm I've never been to one of their games. Yeah. Um, but but we I get to be a part of something that has an international footprint and and brings joy um, to some and, and heartache to others across the world. Um, and it's right here in my backyard. And I think that uh, it connects me, and I hope that it connects other people to a, a greater network of people that have something in common. And I've got to tell you, right now, we need that. I mean, we need that so bad. Um, because I, I know firsthand from being on the front lines of, of the political environment we're in today, the, the vitriol that we deal with, just the, the absolute distrust and that we have towards each other um, when you have a conversation I mean it's, when you have a conversation about the thunder you don't know what the other person is like you don't know if they're a Republican or a Democrat or conservative or liberal um, they're just a fan yeah and it's and it's um, and I think there's some beauty in that because it reminds you like and, I, and especially for people like me who, who live and breathe politics um it reminds you that there's more there's more going on and uh, my, my service to the state will end someday my fandom of the thunder never will um, it's something that I know I'll have forever and uh, I think that there's some real beauty in that and I hope um, and, I, and I'm, I'm actually I'm actually very optimistic about where the team is now because I think every franchise is not a true franchise until they go through what we've gone through Totally agree there. Totally agree. And something that I've that I've used as, as a as an example, you know, you mentioned the the Murray building bombing, and when life was at its absolute worst in that moment, the best came out of us. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping for right now. Like I'm getting chills and teary eyed about it because that's how serious yeah. this is to me. Is that it's. You know, we got bombed, and, and I hate putting it in that way. You know, because it is—it's kind of tacky. So I apologize. It's but, important to state things as they are, man. Yeah, and this right here is going to show what we can do. You know, are we going to be there to help pull this thing up by the bootstraps? Understand that it's—we're not going to be able to rebuild everything in a day. 
it took the, the federal building years to get rebuilt. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't the same federal building. Completely different building, completely different setup. That's the same thing that we're dealing with right now as, as an organization. And I, I think it's so insightful how you being in this district, you know, understand the big picture, not only the big picture, but the minor details that paint that big picture from your midtown constituents that make $100,000 plus a year, right, versus your south side constituents that may be scraping by 15. Yeah. Um, that is huge to me, you know, and that's something that we can leverage for each other to, like you said, we all have differences, but we all have some similarities too. So let's find the similarities and love on those instead of it being, I don't like this. It's not the way that I would want it right now. Well, that is life, you know, and that is an organization, especially a sports organization. So you got to get over it. And the only thing we can sort of hold on to is our reaction to what's going on. Yep. You know, and, and if we come with a reaction that is positive intent, doing what we need to do, um, it sounds like you guys are pretty hopeful. I didn't get anything that felt like, man, this team's gone in three years if we don't get this, you know what I mean, if we don't do anything like that. And I didn't gather that from the way you were speaking about it. It was more of a, hey, we got something great here. Let's continue driving it. I think it's one of the greatest things that, I mean, no, nobody thought Oklahoma City would get this. Um, but we showed the world that we could that we could do it and that we were a, 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 a loving, fanatic fan base when the Hornets had an opportunity. And that was born out of tragedy as well. Yeah. Um, and, and so that was microcosmic of what's going on here. But, you know, our, our, our identity as a state, as a city, um, there are some, some core values there that remain, but we are a new city. Um, this is a city that, that was, you know, downtown was, was deserted. Um, uh, people came here to work, and then they went home to Yukon and Edmond and more and, uh, and places like that. But the city is coming together physically, uh, and it's coming together um, you know, emotionally, I think, uh, and, and it does, you know, during football season, obviously we, we've got, uh, we've got our NFL team, the OU Sooners, and we've got, um, we've got OSU as well. My wife is there, an OSU grad, so we have, we don't really talk during football season, but, um, okay. but, but, and, but that's interesting too. Like she and I are both very avid, um, energy FC fans. I think that's really important too, because we've got a rich Hispanic, um, population in Oklahoma City and they're going to, uh, and soccer's just a, a juggernaut. I mean, it's, it's growing. After our baseball and football. Yeah. It's what it's related to. Yeah. I mean, and, so. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's beautiful, but we, we, we both get to, um, I know that she watches the games for Steve. I know that. Um, but, but we, but we get to come together on that. And it, there's nothing, you know, there's just nothing better than, than getting to share a, a passion like that with someone that you love. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for, for cities that don't have anything like that. Or I'm sadder for teams that are worse than us. Yeah. Um, I'm not sad for Seattle, though. Screw you guys. Yeah, you ain't no getting your kidding. team back. No kidding. <laughs> Maybe you can steal one of the seven NBA teams in New York. Yeah, just do something else. Um, no, Forrest, I mean, this was just great. I want to give you an opportunity real quick. You got any plugs, anything you're working on, any community initiatives that you want to get out there? Help. anything that the podcast can do, you know, just 
generate that love, one, for the city, and then two, for the thunder. This is the podcast version of that follow-up tweet when your tweet goes viral, right? Like, yes, yes. Here's the link to my SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything like that, and I... I don't have any product or service to promote, but um, my, my Twitter handle is Forrest Bennett, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-B-N-N-E-T-T. Uh, I can't do my job. Um, I can't do my job unless uh, I know what, what people need, what they're missing, and, and what they want to see. And so please connect with me. The reason that I'm doing this podcast right now is because of that. And, yeah. um, and I, I, Oklahoma's at a critical moment. There's an old saying at, at OU uh, that that our first president of the university said his goal was to make a university of which the football team would be proud. <laughs> you know, and, and I think we are that now. But um, I want uh, I want I want Oklahoma to be a state of which our our our, our basketball team can be proud. Yeah. And uh, we've got, in my opinion plenty of things going wrong uh, that could use some improvement but we've got some real uh, incredible assets that we could that we could um, we could really invest in and uh, I need to know from the people what they want uh, so let me know I'm, I'm working on I'm working on wage um, equity and access to health care right now so send me your stories my, my favorite thing to do as a legislator is to bring the voices of people who will probably never cross the threshold into the Capitol. I love to bring their voice up there because that's my job. Uh, and um, I've told a lot of stories from, from the people that I've met on the doors and that I meet at the bus station and all of that. But I need more. I got I got I, 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 There's no shortage of, of people with unique stories um, that need to be told. Um, and I want to be that. I want to be that voice. So send him my way. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So pretty much, Forrest is telling you guys to beat down his door, tell him stories, uh, but bring milk and cookies. No, I'm just totally kidding. I love a good story. Chocolate chip cookies, please. <laughs> no, but it's it was great just hearing your passion, not only for the team. Obviously, you have it for the city. You have it for our state. This was just really, really great to be able to sit down and do. So fans. Any of you guys that are locals here in Oklahoma City that have been humdrum, poor me, you know, my favorite player is gone, find a new favorite player is what I'm hearing. Um, you know, the, the name on the chest, Terrence Ferguson said it best at Media Day, the name on the chest didn't change, right? And that's who they're representing is us. So the least we can do is get out there and show it for them, um, whether the result is what we want or not. But that's something we need to do. We owe it to them as the competitors that they are and what they've chose to do and live in our city. Um, we need to pay it back a little bit. And we can just do that by just screaming a little bit every every game. Um, Even if your section feels uncomfortable. Enough. Yes, yes, yes. I have been asked to leave the 100s a couple of times because I was screaming too loud and the usher told them that that's what I paid for my ticket for. That's and exactly I said, right. okay, great, as long as I'm not cussing, right? Yep, all right. Um, so before we jump up off here, one thing, did you see the article that was talking about the NBA and how Oklahoma City is number one in a lot of different categories? Have you seen that yet? Not yet, no. Okay, I'll link you up to Please, it, yeah. and I think you'll like it, but house affordability, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. taxes, yeah. Uh, there's there was a plethora of things that we were really, really good at. You know? Yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the number one place uh, 
ease of doing business. That also, I saw that by the the, the mayor today. Yeah. You know, he yeah, pumped he pumped that out there. Old David, old yeah. six foot six, all of I'm them. I'm taller than him, and I and, and we've done a back to back comparison. He, he likes to quaff his fair his hair very high in order to make it look like he's taller, but he's not. So and he was going on the old NBA heights, right, where they did the hair, everything was like that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's awesome. Well, I'll plug you up with that so you can take a look at it. I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you again for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, our fans appreciate it. And anytime, you know, if we ever feel the need or you feel the need to want to talk about Thunder or anything that's going on, holler at us. I'll come back anytime. Awesome. Love to have, love to have a conversation about whether or not we want to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> uh, we've got like 200 draft picks already. Yep. So, uh, I mean, what, what more can we want? But, yeah, I'd love to come back anytime, man. Awesome, awesome. So we'll, we'll come back uh, maybe later on in the season and see what we're going on. Sounds great. After that convention center gets built and all that other cool stuff, right? Yeah, that sounds good. Awesome, awesome. Well, Thunder fans... This was Jerry and Forrest. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.